Welcome to the Improv in Practice podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wilson, bringing you interviews, inspiration, and information on improvised theater with Synergy Theater. You can find Synergy Theater's classes, workshops, performances, and more at synergytheater.com. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y theater.com. Okay, lights down, curtain up. Hello, friends. It is September 12th, 2021, as I record this. No matter who your family is, you have a matriarch in your life. A matriarch, to me, is someone who supports you with their warmth, their wit, and their enthusiasm for your dreams. They've seen it all and often offer their wisdom with a side of wry humor. My grandmother would always say, life's a bowl of cherries with pits. She'd also always sign her cards to me with, I am for you, exclamation point. Outside of your immediate family, this person could be a friend, a fellow student, or a teacher. Within the Synergy Theater family, I consider Deb Kern, Synergy Theater's matriarch. I've heard Ken refer to her as his longest-running student. Lynn Shields is another powerful force for good within Synergy Theater. Lynn is a Synergy Theater player, and we talk about her foray into directing the spontaneous soap opera series, Days of Our Wives. Deb and Lynn are wise, funny, and dedicated to the art of improvisation. They inspire everyone around them to be their best selves on and off the stage. We recorded this interview June 9th, 2021. A reminder before we begin, Synergy Theater will perform live and in person at the Lesher Center for the Arts in Walnut Creek, California, beginning on October 14th. The 2021-2022 in-person season includes Spontaneous Shakespeare, Charles Dickens, Hitchcock, and Improvisers in Space. Subscriptions are available. Head over to SynergyTheater.com and click on Performances. One other thing. The interview begins with Lynn and I, and then Deb joins us a bit later. Okay, on to the interview. Well, I'm really glad this isn't on camera because my shirt just came off. Can I crack Please don't, but I do. Are those little strawberries? Because those are really cute. I hope you're talking about the print on my shirt. Yes. At any rate, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. You can edit that out. What was I saying? I distracted myself with my Sure. Your first reaction when Ken said... Yeah. Hey, wh- why don't you direct? You were like me. Well, it was just, it's just, I had like ideas and I think one day I was just sitting around with some people from Synergy and we had a bunch of ideas and we just really supported each other. Do it. If you do it, I'll do it kind of thing. And so that's, it was just kind of from group support, do it, do it. I'll be in it. And that's the, the, the main thing about synergy during this pandemic. I think for a lot of us, not necessarily consciously, but it, it's been a lifeline through it because we definitely got closer. We play together differently. We know each other a lot better. So we know kind of what to expect, not what, you know, just in terms of working, improvising together, we've got that hive mind. And I, hopefully that will translate, you know, when we get back. I'm sure it will. 
you guys will be even better in person. Well, see, unfortunately, the only thing that works on me now is from the neck up. So I'm not sure if I'll know how to walk on stage. Like, it's like, right. I have to put pants on, which is going to be really awful. I, right. And it's got to be legit pants. It can't just be, you know, like, like sweatpants, like what I have on right now. No. It's like riding a bike. I'm sure. Yes. Except you don't have to zip up your bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that moment when we're back in the theater and I'm in the audience and I get to watch you guys tell a fantastic story. I hope to be there the first time you guys are back because the energy will be incredible. Yeah. Tell me about then when you thought, okay, well, if my friends are going to do it, then I'm going to do it too. How did you choose what you were going to direct? Oh, well, I already kind of, I had some ideas Like we all had ideas already. So I did the soap opera and everyone was so great. It didn't feel like I was directing. It felt like it was a collaboration. And that's what I really love about other cast members directing because there's so much give and take, but all of the directing has been really, really good. Really good. Okay. So I know you'll enjoy this scene between Carlotta Sense and Dr. Donna Matrix, played by Lynn Shields and Eileen Tumlin from Spontaneous Soap Opera, Days of Our Wives. The show is a spoof on every soap opera you have ever seen. The scene takes place in a bar, which also serves yogurt. Carlotta is a mom who's been estranged from her son, and Dr. Matrix is known for her unconventional methods. The yogurt here was very good. I'm surprised. They actually have alcoholic yogurt. Donna, I called you here to talk about Philippe. I, I know he really, really respects you. And we've had a falling out. And I need you to help. Philippe is the most important thing in my life. I can't stand this, this horrible depression that has come over me since we've been estranged. Carlotta, I can work with him therapeutically using experimental techniques, which you may be familiar with that involves the basement. But I'm not sure that that's going to help in the way that you are hoping. Well, I'm not beyond a little simple brainwashing, Donna. I mean, unbrainwashing. Philippe has, has been brainwashed by Dick, and he's such a bad influence. I'm worried about him. He's already gotten drunk and smashed the car. Oh, dear. So whatever you have to do, Donna, as long as you bring my boy back to me, I'd be forever grateful. Really? Yes, Donna. How grateful would you be? You know I'm a desperate woman right now. You know Philippe means the world to me. I'll do anything, Donna. Well, I think that you should come for therapy, Carlotta. I believe the problem perhaps lives in you. You need to release something. I would like to work with you in that way. Will you help me release whatever that something is, Donna? Yes. Help me get it out of my system and bring my son back to me. I'll do my best. All right. So I know that some will perform and then they won't watch. Have you, have you watched all the shows? I do watch them usually. One thing about watching though, and, and this is really true. A lot of times we don't feel good about what we've done. And then we watch it and we realized, oh, that wasn't bad. 
because we all, all of us that I know of tend to be very harsh self-critics. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I think for a lot of people, we tend to see the 1% of things that we don't do perfectly and dismiss the 99% of things that we do really, really well, especially in, in, in art. You're right. Cause there's a sense that art has to be just right and perfect. What do you do for work? Oh, I'm a psychologist. You're such a good improviser. How has your work in psychology, how has that helped you? So how has being a therapist helped me with improv? Yeah. If, if the work, especially with long form, is supposed to be it's relationship, relationship, relationship. That's what it's all about. You're not going to care about the story if you don't care about the characters and their relationships. And so that's a big part of being a therapist is relating to the person you're working with and making sure that they can relate to you and teaching people how to pick up on other people's emotions, their own emotions. That's huge in improv. It's huge. I'm thinking of you might have a superpower and that is your ability to be present in the moment with your scene partner and also have inspiration come to you about, oh, well, this is where the story has been. Oh, and what about this? We could take the story in this direction. But you're also very generous in the scenes that you're in. So could you speak more about the balance in a scene with your scene partner and how you achieve that? When you are attuned, and that's the main, I think, improv tool, as well as therapy tool, you, you're almost, there's a, a term in therapy, listening with the third ear. And that means like, there's part of you, the unconscious that is listening on a different level. And I guess, oh, I'm just thinking of this. I think this is probably what it is. So when you really have that hive mind and you're really connected with your scene partner, you, you stop thinking in a way, and you just feel like you are that character and they're their character. And just whatever's coming out of your mouth is very natural. It's what the person would say. And I think that that's why in, in doing this, this work online, I think we've gotten to do that a little bit more because we've gotten the hive mind is just so much um, more developed. That's really impressive when you're not physically together and that you're looking at and being attuned with a person um, through a screen. That's incredible. But it happens. It, it, I'm amazed doing, because I'm still doing almost all of my sessions online with, with clients. And a lot of them I started with even online. And you can make that connection. It's, I mean, I think it's, it's better in person, but it, sometimes people feel safer at home too. Yes. I was just thinking that. Are you thinking of any new shows to direct? I have some ideas, but I'm still thinking. I don't know. I mean, what's going to happen once we're back in person, but I would like to keep doing this online um, in addition. And I was thinking, I, I want to do something a little bit more original, not like a takeoff on something. Well, anything that you do is going to be great. Oh my gosh. Can I bring you home with me? You're so, (laughs) thank you. I would like to know what you would say to a person who wants to try improv, but, but hasn't. So at this point, Deb logs into our interview 
and she looked so tan and relaxed, having just returned from a trip to Hawaii. Hi, Deb. Oh, it's so good to see you. Aloha. Aloha. You look like you have a glow. Got it. Either that or you're pregnant. <laughs> no, that that ship has sailed, honey. Okay, well. Deb, we are audio only, so feel free to. Okay. <laughs> I've been picking my nose through this whole thing. Yeah, Lynn, one of Lynn's buttons on her blouse flew off. It was yeah, totally I flashed, fine. I flashed her. Totally fine. I just asked Lynn what she would say to someone who wanted to try improv, but was kind of scared and didn't think that it, maybe it was for them. What would she say to them? Oh, okay. I'd love to hear the answer. Uh, well, I think the first thing I'd say is you're probably going to be really nervous. But don't let that stop you. And, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen is that you're embarrassed and that's not going to kill you. The best thing that can happen is you'll have the best time of your life. You'll get hooked. You'll want to go back and don't worry about being funny. Don't try to be funny. That's all good. That's That's all good good stuff. Yeah. What hooked you? Well, I, way back when I really wanted to be a comedy writer. And I share a very similar history with, with Eileen. We both wanted to be SNL comedy writers, but of course, reality <laughs> reared its ugly head. So I did the thing I knew how to do, but it had always been like in my mind that I wanted to do comedy of some sort. And, you know, as I got older and, and got married and had kids and doing my, my work, I just figured that will not be something I'm going to be able to incorporate into my life. Uh, what I gather is there's some moment when you thought, oh, this is so much more. Yes. It, and it was a feeling I'd had before when I was younger and, and the laugh, getting a laugh. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but getting a laugh was like, that feels so good. And that's what it was for me at first was a lot of like being funny or thinking that's what it was about. Why I stay now with improv isn't for the laughs. It's for for my cast members, my friends. We've just gotten so close. And we make each other smile and laugh. And that's enough. It doesn't have to be like an audience. But (laughs) don't get me wrong. It's not that that's not fun too. But things have changed as synergy has grown. Yeah. I like the way that synergy has expanded. I'm really impressed with how well and how quickly Ken pivoted to the online platform of Zoom. And then you guys just took off with it. It just kept getting better and it keeps getting better and better and better. Thank you for saying that. Ken was amazing. I mean, he really just got on it and figured things out and he really trusted. He put a lot of trust in the, in the people who ended up being sort of the core YouTubers (laughs) or Facebook streamers. And he was putting on shows and had ideas, but clearly we had a a lot of time to fill with the pandemic. And so he said, hey, if anybody wants to do a show, if you wanna develop it, if you're willing to direct it, go for it. And quite a few people stepped up and, and it's amazing. It's just, I'm so impressed with the talent of the people that I get to play with. It's, it really is incredible in the growth. And Ken, I mean, Ken is behind it all. So Deb, did you know that Lynn is a therapist? I did. You did know that? And one of the questions I asked her was how her work has influenced her improvisation. 
And she was talking about a third ear and it was just fascinating. Do you have any questions for Lynn? And I'm sorry, how long have you guys known each other? Two to three years, I guess. Is there a question you've always wanted to ask Lynn? Well, I'd love to know the answer that you gave to how improv has informed her job or the other way around. Oh, that's good, Lynn. So I asked Lynn the opposite. So I'd like to hear the answer to what you just said. How has improv informed her work? You know, at first, that's what I thought you would ask me. And actually, so I thought the uh, have the answer. I, I think that with improv, when it's when it's good, especially long form, and you're just taking what your partner said and building on that. And slowly you build just based on what you heard before that. And that really helps in therapy because sometimes my mind will be going and I'll be thinking something they made me think of might not be exactly in tune with what they just said. And it's better to be in tune with what they just said. And that's helped me because I have to do it in, in improv too. Good question, Deb. Okay, Deb, how did you find improv and how did you become the matriarch of Synergy Theater? The matriarch. I love that. I love that title. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. Do you mean, how did I find Ken in particular or improv in general? All of the above. Okay. So about 25 years ago, gosh, it could have even been 30. I took improv. I, I saw it advertised somewhere and I thought that sounds fun. And I took it in San Francisco uh, with a woman whose name is Sue Walden. She ran a company called Improv Works and I just fell in love with it. It was so much fun, but I was working at the time and schlepping to the city was kind of difficult on a weeknight. I'd work all day and then drive into the city. So I wanted to find something a little closer, but life got in the way and like 15 years went by without me taking any classes. And then about eight, 10 years ago, I saw in the rec flyer schedule of classes, I saw that improv was being taught. And I took it from a guy named Steve and it was really fun. And he was a great teacher, but he only, he only did it one session. And so Flo was in the class and we both asked him, can you recommend somebody else? And he told us about Ken, and the rest is history. So you'll hear Deb talk about Flo a few times in the interview. And later I realized that I did not know who Flo was, even though she sounded like a pivotal character in Synergy Theater's backstory. I reached out to Deb and I asked her if she would send me a voicemail all about Flo. Hi, Sarah. It's Deb calling. Flo uh, was a good friend that I had for about 25 years. She sadly passed away about three, four years ago. She was the one that I had taken the improv class with Steve, and he told us about Ken, and Flo and I took his classes for a couple of years, and then there was even some times when the studio wasn't available, so we had classes on Flo's back patio. (laughs) And then he was able to secure the room at Lafayette Community Center, and he taught there for a couple of years, and she and I both taught there, and then he moved it to Berkeley. So I'm not sure what you wanted to know about Flo, but she was in his, when he used to have those um, shows, 
in Lafayette, she headlined one time. She did a thing where she told stories about her life, and then the improvisers would take off from there. And she was a friend for many years, and we miss her. All right. If you need anything else, let me know. Flo was one of the first people with me to take classes with Ken. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm a lifer, as they say, and I have taken his classes for eight years straight. Yeah. I love it. You can't do improv and not laugh, you know? You just, just the laughter, the camaraderie, the, just how much fun it is. And here's a little known secret. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to be an actor. I always looked up to movie stars and I thought they were so cool and I wanted to be an actor. And this fulfills that. It lets me get out of my head and lets me be another person. And I love it. I love it. Was there a role that inspired you? Like, oh, if only I could be that actress or actor in that role. Do you remember? Gosh, you mean as a kid? I can't. Oh, Debbie Reynolds. I loved Debbie Reynolds. Uh (laughs) That tells you how old I am. (laughs) Yeah, I loved Debbie Reynolds and saw everything she was in. And I'm a big movie buff. I go to lots of movies. People get frustrated with me because they want to rent a movie and I've seen it because I see so many movies. So I've just always been into acting and I've always liked that being somebody else, just pretending. It's like playing, you know. It feels really, really good. It feels like the best of being a kid again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. If you directed a show, what kind of show would it be? Oh, golly. It would maybe be a spoof of a reality show because reality shows are so (laughs) easy to make fun of, I guess. (laughs) Maybe a bachelor or bachelorette spoof or dating game. They're bringing that back. They're bringing back celebrity dating game. And when we do that short form game, that's like one of my all-time favorite games where one person is the person seeking a date. And then there's three people that you ask questions of. That's one of my most favorite games. So probably something like that. Well, at this point, I should have asked Deb if she had seen Synergy Theater's The Mating Game, available on Synergy Theater's YouTube channel and developed by Valerie Regalia. But I didn't. So I'm telling you, you should check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Mating Game, the game show where one lucky bachelor or bachelorette gets to choose a date from among three wonderful contestants. However, the bachelor or bachelorette cannot see the contestants. They must choose their date based on the sound of their voice and their answers to personal questions. Tonight, we have not one, but two rounds for you with two different bachelors or bachelorettes and two sets of contestants. And now, please welcome your host, Pat McGroin. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mating Game. I'm your host, Pat McGroin, and today we will have one lucky bachelor who will get to choose from three fantastic contestants. And without further ado, let's just jump right in. Yes, that is Arastu as the host, Pat McGroin. And before the show got underway, Arastu asked the audience for suggestions. The audience in this case was anyone who logged into their YouTube account and was able to place their suggestions in the chat. 
Arastu asked the audience to suggest what professions the bachelor and bachelorette and contestants may have. And then Arastu chose to keep what suggestions he took to himself until he was in a scene with the Synergy Theater players. This time, The Bachelor was played by Ken Adams. Welcome, Brandon. (laughs) Hello, Pat. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm really excited that you are here. And Brandon, you are a possum expert. Yes, that's right. I am a possum expert because I love the habit possums have of playing dead. Whenever they can't deal with the world around them, they just pretend to be dead until everyone leaves them alone. I think that's brilliant. Well, maybe I should take advice from the possum and try that sometime. What do you think about that, Brandon? (laughs) I think you'd make an awesome possum. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. Brandon, why don't you tell the audience members what brings you to our show today? Well, I've been living a single life for a long time, and I'm ready to break out of that shell and commit to a love relationship. (laughs) All right, Brandon, are you ready to meet the contestants? I'm ready, Pat. What kind of role would you like to play? Well, if it was a dating game, I'd like to be the person seeking her date. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or if it was a bachelorette, it'd be kind of fun to be the bachelorette. What do you tell your friends and family about your experiences in improv? They're very curious. My friend, are yours, Lynn? Like when you not talk, at all. they're not. Not at all. Well, maybe because they're used to it, and you've been doing it so long. No, I don't know. I not their thing. Yeah, I mean, people will say, "Well, what do you do in class?" And I just find that so hard to answer because we do so many different things. It's not one size fits all. So I focus on how much fun it is. I just tell them that it's just so much fun, and we laugh all the time, and we just have a blast. And I tell them about the skills that it teaches and how it's helped me. I'm basically kind of a shy person, and it's very hard for me. Like at a party, if I don't know anybody, I'll sit in a corner all by myself. I will not go up and meet people. A lot of the reason why I took that first class in San Francisco was to get over that shyness, make myself do something uncomfortable, but that I knew was good for me. It's so interesting that your friends aren't curious because mine are just like, well, what do you do? (laughs) What's improv like? Most of my friends have seen me perform once, so they're not asking questions because they also know. I mean, they've seen it. Have you ever performed for any of your friends, Deb, or brought them to a class? I brought one friend, Kelsey, to a class. And it's funny because she's the opposite. She's very gregarious, but she turned shy in the class. And I get it. She's never taken an improv class before. I mean, she had fun, but she was, I, I could tell she was really self-conscious. I mean, the matriarch title is, is perfect for you, Deb, because didn't you bring in everybody? I'm, I've probably been with Ken the longest than uh, of anybody because when I was in his class, n- none of the people who are in it now even knew about him then. I mean, I think he had just started. Yeah, yeah. that was his first, I think. So who did I bring in? You made it so that he would do a class in Lafayette, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. We told yeah. him, well, Flo and I both told him that we would bring people in if he would. And uh, he did. Yeah, yeah. And I remember even having class in Flo's backyard on her patio because 
between Under the Sun Studios and Lafayette, I don't think he had a place yet. And so we met at Flo's, in Flo's backyard. I think Ken is really, he's very articulate. And I've just always thought he was so clear in his, you know, being a teacher, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cognizant of that. I'm aware of how of people's teaching styles. And he's just very clear in his instructions and his directions and just his personality. I mean, I've always just liked him as a person. Yeah. What other areas of your life do you feel like improv and the practice of improv influences? Oh, every area. I mean, the whole thing about yes anding, the whole thing about really listening to your partner. I mean, I just think it translates to every part of your life, building on what your partner says, all of those things, you know, especially the listening, because we tend to think about what we're going to say next or do next. And and improv helps you to really focus on your partner and listen to them and hear what they're saying. Yeah. I really liked what Lynn was saying about building on your partner's last, most recent offer. And in a conversation with someone, to me, that would translate as, wow, you're really listening. And that really makes me feel heard. Okay, Deb and Lynn. Usually, for my last six interviews, uh, I have a game in mind for my guests to play. But for you two, I know that the two of you could probably figure one out that you would both like to play together. Is there a favorite game? It's so long since I played a game. Um, really? Let's find a good one. Yeah. I, I know we could do. I like the A to Z or the one where you. I was going to say that's really okay. yeah. Let's just do that. I'm a words person, so Either, I like yeah. Me too. Any of anything. You both were thinking A to Z, so that's my vote. And then if and you guys now you're going to play as well, of course. No, I didn't plan on doing that at all. I'm just going to sit here and host. Oh. And, and is it going to be timed the way Ken sometimes? Okay, good. If you would like to, uh, we're in charge here, so we can time it or just do A to Z. That would be awesome. Let's not time it. It's more fun okay. if we can just freestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Will one of you please explain the A to Z game? Okay. We take turns with the alphabet. So I'm I I'm A, Lynn's B, C, D. And it's a conversation and you have to start your sentence or what you're going to say with the next letter of the alphabet. Yes. It's a scene. There's two people in it. And the, the first letter of the first word that you say in response to your partner must be the next letter in the alphabet. Thank you. You said it better. <laughs> um, only because you said it first. And I will help um, try to help keep track of what letter you guys are on. Not that you're going to need my help. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not that good at the alphabet. Um, <laughs> and I think too, you're supposed to try to go as fast as you can. Okay. Ready? Who wants to be the A? Doesn't matter. You want go to ahead, go? Deb, since you called it already. Okay. okay. Alice, how's everything going? Beautifully, Betty. Can you believe this incredible weather we've got? Don't get me started on that. Every time I want to go out in the garden, it's it just, it's perfect weather. Flowers blooming everywhere. Your garden is beautiful, Betty. Good grief. I've worked hard enough on it. Hallelujah. You deserve a, a vacation for how much you've worked out in that garden. I love looking at all the, all my little vegetables growing and all my flowers. 
Jesus would be proud of you, Betty. <laughs> Keep saying that because I need that encouragement sometimes. Like we don't all need it sometimes? Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. So tell me what you've been up to. Nothing. Oh, I bet you've been busy as you always are. Privately, I'll tell you. I'm seeing Rick again. Quite a surprise. I had no idea you were seeing him. Right? I can't let anybody else know. You're the only one that won't judge me, Betty. Say that, say I just tell my sister, would that be okay? Tell your sister? Are you crazy? Then the whole world will know. Understand that she's very good at keeping a secret. Very good at telling secrets. Well, okay, I, I'll keep it to myself, but that's great news. <laughs> Xylophones couldn't make me any happier than that news. You've got that right. <laughs> oh, zoo. <laughs> Zoos, we're gonna go to the zoo now. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. You had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you got stuck with the X and the Z, mm -hmm. but I had the Q, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What a great game. I, love it. I haven't played a, a, a game in forever. Really? Yeah. really? Do you guys want to do another one? Was there another one that you wanted to do? Debbie, there was another one you had in mind. I, I think it's it's a little bit challenging, but the where you can only... Uh, use one syllable, have a conversation, or do a scene and only do one syllable words. What do you think, hostess? Host? Uh, yes, I'm. My answer is yes and everything. Okay, all right. And you're not going to play with us if you would like me to. I will. What do you say, Deb? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All, right. all right. So one syllable. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hey, Sue. How are you? Sue, it's great to see you. Wow, I can't guess why. It's been a long time. Do you both want to go get some tea? Tea sounds good. I love tea. Where should we go? Let's go to Bud's down the street. Oh, wait, can I bring my cat? Sure, why not? They love cats there at Bud's. Great, but Sue, I thought you hate cats. I do hate cats, but the fact is, Buds loves them and allows them in, so well, you can bring your cat. Hello. Allow. <laughs> Joan, what's your cat's name? Zoo. Oh, cute name. I think so. Does he go in cars? <laughs> yes. Well, let's bring him then. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'm going to end it there. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Is there, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or ask each other? Lynn, I probably asked you this before, but I can't remember what you said, how you got into improv. I, I think it was kind of a post-divorce reaction. It's like my kids were getting older. I was in my fifties and I just said, I got to find something for me to do. That's not related to kids or 
couples things. So I took a class at Pan Theater in Oakland. I loved it. And I loved my class. And together, most of us formed a troupe together right out of our class. And we performed a little bit here and there where we could find restaurants or who would ever let us appear. And that's how I got into it. Then I became kind of a improv nerd and started like just going to all the improv I could go to. And I, I went to a synergy show and I was amazed. It was the first time I'd seen like long form where it was a play. It was hilarious. And I didn't know who the players were at all, but Ken obviously was the host and stood out. He was just so funny. And I think I went up to him after, or I saw an ad for one of his classes, took his class and he just kind of plucked me out from that. And so it's been like six, seven years. Wow. I would love to just to keep doing it and be able to keep performing. And I hope I'd love to keep doing the online stuff in addition to the onstage stuff. And I know Ken has quite a, a mission statement and a plan. So I hope to stay with Synergy and him as he continues to kind of fulfill the Synergy dream. He's going to continue the online, but do in person? But we're definitely doing in person. Some people are not performing at all until we go back, but he would like to keep some online presence too. Because the beautiful thing about the pandemic is improv has literally come together from around the world. Oh, yeah. And because I work full time, I'm not able to avail myself. But some people are taking courses, you know, they're taking a course in England, and then they're taking a course in Australia, and they're taking courses at crazy hours. But meeting all these people and all of the different improv companies are, are becoming known. Like I know so many more now. And so I think that will help all the companies. We have a better feeling about each other because we know each other now. In our improv four class right now, there is a gentleman from London and two people from New York in the class. And I have been in classes with people in France and I think it was Hong Kong. And it's just incredible. I love that. Yeah, yeah. The people from Hong Kong. What about you, Deb? How would you like to see this mature and grow in the future? I get the advantage of everybody getting together around the world. I, I love that concept, but I just prefer in, in-person classes. I just think they're more fun. You know, you're, you're not just acting from here up. You're acting with your whole body. I would like to see it getting back to in, in-person classes. I also would like to see a blend. Of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see how it's going to evolve. And then I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous. How are you guys feeling about it? About in-person? Yeah. Just because it's been so long. Oh, I'm not really nervous about that. No. And also it's, it's interesting because Nikki and Eileen and I were talking about this the other day that um, please don't take this personally, but watching you all perform is so much better in person than online. I, I just... I just get so much more out of it when you all are at the leisure. Oh yeah. Because just of the energy, you know? Right. right. So I'm looking forward to, to the performances being real time as well as the classes being real time, but I'll have to be patient. And I'm also <laughs> looking forward to another retreat. We've had to miss two. So yes, let's do another retreat soon. I was just thinking about that today. Yeah. I want to thank you both so much for being here. And taking the time 
I, I've really been looking forward to asking Lynn this question. And that is, what's the weirdest scene that you that you've ever been in? <laughs> okay, I don't all right. Well, I hope it's okay if I say this one. Um, it was the sitcom show that Synergy does or used to do. And Ken and I were brother and sister. And in those days, <laughs> Ken used to get suggestions from the audience and not edit necessarily. So the audience gave the suggestion and Ken took it that he was my brother, but he was romantically attracted to me. Oh God. <laughs> okay. I'm Italian. I, everything is on my face. Can you imagine? I mean, I was just like, okay, just don't react. Don't react. And, and, and then he, you know, he took it. So for the entire show, he was like rubbing my shoulders and I'm just going, well, you stopped. And we agreed after that. I mean, I wasn't worried about Ken. I'm hundred percent comfortable with Ken, but how do you play a woman who's being hit on by your brother? (laughs) The audience must've just, oh my gosh. They loved it. It was one of their suggestions and Ken was good. He didn't overdo it. It wasn't like every two seconds. So we kind of made it work by being a little more sticky about it, but that was really awkward. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) And that's our show. If you think improv sounds like fun, it is. If you think you'd like to try improv, it's easy. Just go to SynergyTheater.com and click on School of Improv. Synergy Theater offers beginner, advanced, and master classes. Synergy Theater is also on Facebook. Please rate, review, and follow this podcast. Your support makes a difference. Synergy Theater is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit that depends on the participation of current and future star supporters and improvisers like you. Thank you.